G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, on a Wednesday, we like to check in with regular contributor Ron Ross. And Ron, a lot happening in Israel at the moment. Hamas has rejected a proposed hostage deal. Yeah, Hamas announced on Monday night that it's rejecting the proposal of the mediating countries to release some of the hostages it's holding. The terror organization said in a statement that Israel must cease its aggression and withdraw from Gaza before any exchange transaction takes place. Earlier on Monday, NBC News, citing a source familiar with the talks, reported that negotiators from Israel, the US, Egypt and Qatar, meeting in Paris, have agreed on a framework for a new hostage deal. According to the report, as part of the deal, the remaining American and Israeli hostages will be released in phases, starting with the women and children, accompanied by phase pauses in the fighting and aid deliveries to Gaza, along with the release of Palestinian Arab prisoners. The Prime Minister's office denied reports that Israel agreed to a hostage deal through which thousands of terrorists, some considered with blood on their hands, would ever be released. And Gazans call for the overthrow of Hamas as they flee to safety. Yeah, the Israel Defence Forces has established a humanitarian corridor in recent days for Palestinian residents of Western Khan Yunus to move from combat areas to the town of Al-Mawasi in southwestern Gaza, IDF Arabic spokesperson Avakai Adria announced. Adria said that Gazan residents would be safe in Al-Mawazi and that the corridor has been opened to evacuate civilians every day so that the IDF can focus on fighting the Hamas terror organisation and deepening its incursion into Khan Yunus without the risk of civilians being injured in the process. Tens of thousands of Gazans have already passed through the corridor safely. Adria also quoted a number of Gaza civilians passing through the corridor who informed IDF soldiers that Hamas was preventing them from leaving the combat area using threats and violence. Additionally, IDF soldiers were also assisting civilians at the scene, including the elderly and the sick. The people want to topple Hamas can be heard from the civilians crying out. Major General Alian said that in recent days we see more and more evidence of public criticism voiced by the residents of Gaza against Hamas. Yeah, and let's hope their voices are heard. And the EU has called for the UN to investigate their Gaza staff after Hamas connections are revealed. Yeah, this is a horrendous story, but we've known it's been going along for a long time. The European Commission has called for an investigation into the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, UNWA, and their Gaza staff to ensure that they did not participate 
in the October 7 Hamas-led massacre of 1,200 people in southern Israel. A review of all UNRWA staff should be launched soonest to confirm that they did not participate in the attacks, the European Commission said. UNRWA fired nine of the accused staff members and has launched an investigation into the complaint, which included a charge that a staff member kidnapped an Israeli woman, according to information published by the New York Times. Media reports said an intelligence dossier from Israel outlined allegations against 190 UNRWA employees, including teachers who have doubled as Hamas or Islamic Jihad militants. UNRWA has 13,000 staff members who work in Gaza. Well, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Jordan and the Palestinian Authority also met for secret talks. Yeah, secret talks in the Saudi capital of Riyadh involved a discussion about plans for the day after the war in Gaza, according to Axios news media reports. Axios reported that leaders from Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Jordan, along with officials from the Palestinian Authority, met to discuss proposals for rehabilitating the PA so it could be allowed to participate in governing after the war ends. According to the report, Saudi Arabia's National Security Advisor, Mossad bin Mohammed Al-Aban, hosted the meeting and invited the Director of General Intelligence, Major General Farage. Their counterparts from Egypt and Jordan were also present. Al-Aban reportedly told Farage that serious reforms in the PA are necessary for it to participate in any future day after governance. This message was echoed by the Egyptian and Jordanian security chiefs. The Arab states also requested that the office of the Prime Minister be strengthened by giving it some of the authority currently held by the PA President Mahmoud Abbas, the leader of the Fatah Party, who has gradually consolidated power in his own hands over recent years. Yeah, well, let's hope that future is uh, is better managed than it was in the past. And as the White House pushes for a two-state solution, gaps between the US and Israel are becoming more visible. Yeah, I think we're going to find this becoming more and more prominent in the, in the next couple of weeks. A statement backed by the majority of US House Democrats in support of a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict shows a growing gap between Israel and the US. 49 of the 51 members of the Senate Democratic Caucus supported an amendment backing a negotiated solution to the decades-old conflict that will end with an Israeli and Palestinian state living side by side. The amendment called for ensuring Israel's survival as a secure, democratic Jewish state while fulfilling the Palestinian legitimate aspirations for their own state, a solution that sees the establishment of a Palestinian state alongside Israel has been widely accepted by the international community as the answer to the long and bloody Israel-Palestinian conflict. As the war drags on, there's been an increasing friction between the White House and Jerusalem, between Joe Biden and Benjamin Netanyahu. Biden understands that a lot of changes will be needed for the Palestinian Authority 
to have access to ruling, but he believes this is the best solution for Israel to remain a democratic and Jewish state. I just want to say, expect to see more negative reports targeting Benjamin Netanyahu as the two-state solution advocates seek to see him replaced. Yeah, and faith-based diplomacy is at the core of advocacy for Israel worldwide. Yeah, I can't believe I was there 20 years ago when the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus was first launched. But this week they've celebrated their 20th anniversary, a significant milestone overshadowed by the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. The event held at the Knesset in Jerusalem was attended by Christian leaders from around the world. Knesset members, including co-chairs M.K. Yuli Edelstein and M.K. Sharon Haskell, along with Yadin Godin, representing the families of Israeli hostages, including her sister, Romy Lesham. Gonan attended the event to thank Israel's Christian friends for all their advocacy efforts in trying to achieve the release of her sister and the other 135 people from Hamas held in captivity. It gives me a lot of hope for humanity that we can prosper from all of this, that I have true allies and friends around the world. Well, Ron, as always, thank you so much for that very important update from Israel and the Middle East, and we look forward to getting another one from you next week. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 